Welcome to the Jordan and Kristen Rickard Show. The world is falling apart, but you don't have to. Join Jordan and Kristen as they discuss the challenges that face us in our decaying world every day. God has a plan for you to have victory and to be a light in the darkness. As the Bible says, those who are wise will shine like the brightness of the heavens, and those who lead many to righteousness like the stars forever and ever. Now, here's Jordan and Kristen. All right. Good evening, everybody. Welcome to another edition of Jordan and Kristen Pray for You. I hope you guys had a good weekend. For those of you in the United States, I hope you had a nice Labor Day weekend. And, uh, you know, summer is still kind of here. And so if you haven't gotten to the beach yet, certainly take that opportunity. So check this out. On Friday, I did a sermon about self-abuse, and it was a, a difficult one for me to put together. And be, because it's such a weighty topic, and sometimes I get kind of intimidated by it, but I'm glad I did it. And it occurred to me that if you, when you when I was giving it, if you remember, I said something to people who had suffered from abuse, and I said, you are not damaged goods. And it occurred to me later that that's really a broader message that applies to far more people. And yes, it certainly applies to the people who are engaging in self-abuse. And we talked about people who you know cut themselves, people who maybe starve themselves, people who even aggregate criminal records. But there are so many of us, really, who feel like we are damaged goods and who feel like because of that, that we don't really fit in to the Christian community and we don't or maybe aren't even deserving of God's love. And nothing could be further from the truth. One of the things the enemy likes to do is stamp us and stamp us pretty early with with some sort of, you know, I'm going to call it just a black mark. And I don't obviously mean that in an ethnic way, but just something that like we're ashamed of that we think causes us not to fit in with what we consider the church community. And then what's kind of worse than that is that there are a lot of people in the church community who will agree that, well, if you don't belong here. You've been divorced or you have a criminal record or, or, you know, you, even, you know, you can't keep a job or, you know, you, you grew up in the wrong place or you just look different because you have tattoos or maybe, you know, you're a woman and you had an abortion or something like that. There are so many different barriers that are artificial that we place between where we are and where God wants us to be, which is in communion with him, okay? And the irony of all this is that when Jesus walked on the earth among the rest of us, one of the great criticisms of, of, of him was that he was known as a friend of sinners, that he he didn't spend his time among the holiest of people. In fact, even if you look at his disciples, they weren't always the holiest of people either. He spent his time with the sinners because those are the people who needed him. I'm reminded of the woman at the well who it was said had five husbands. Of course, she wasn't married to all of them. It was just five different men she had, she was, she had been with. And Jesus, instead of condemning her, says, go now and sin no more. Okay. Now, of course, he doesn't say you can keep acting that way, but he wants to forgive her. And he says, go and sin no more. When Jesus is on the cross, there are two other people, one on each side, who are condemned criminals. And one is mocking him. But the other criminal says to the first, he says, why are you mocking this man? He didn't do anything wrong. We deserve our punishment. We deserve to be crucified and die, but this person doesn't. And he says to Jesus, will you remember me today? And Jesus says, surely today you will join me in paradise. And that's someone who deserved to die. The apostle Paul was one of the great persecutors of Christians. Okay, he had killed Christians and God used him to write basically two thirds of the New Testament. All right. If you look at David, David, for goodness sake, he he was a murderer. He was an adulterer. And actually, those two things were tied in with each other. There are times when when he's just acting 
completely bizarre, showing a total lack of faith, even fear at some times. There's actually a very weird scene in the Bible, uh, and Kristen knows about this, uh, where he actually even pretends to be mentally ill so somebody doesn't kill him. I mean, he's just a, a strange character. And yet the Bible says he had a heart after God like none other. All throughout the Bible, you're going to see people who don't really fit what we would think would be the mold of the perfect Christian. Peter rejected Christ several times. He had an obvious temper problem. And yet Jesus says, on this rock, referring to Peter, I will build my church. Jacob literally wrestled with God. All right, we can go on and on here. The point is, God doesn't look for perfect people because, spoiler alert, none of us are perfect. He wants to save sinners. Book of John, 1 John 1, 9 says, if we confess our sins, he's faithful and just and will forgive us our sins and purify us from all unrighteousness. The thing is, God likes performing miracles, okay? And the greater your sin, the greater the miracle it is when he cleanses you. It's a testament to his strength. And so for all these people out there who think, well, you know, Christianity isn't for me because Christianity rejects me. Well, no, Christianity doesn't reject you as you are right now. If you are willing to change, if you are willing to let go of that other lifestyle. Now, listen, I, I'm not going to go to this other extreme, which where people say Jesus loves you just the way you are. So come as you are and stay that way and behave however you want. That's not what I'm saying. OK, uh, you know, if you're out dealing crack in your community. All right. Listen, God wants to put your sin as far from the east as from the west. All right. He wants to just get that get get that past you. All right. But he doesn't want you to keep dealing crack. If you've had an abortion, which is a horrible thing, God wants to forgive you of that, but he doesn't want you to keep having abortions, okay? So let me be clear. God is an accepting God. He wants to accept you, but he's not going to accept sin, which is why he wants to separate you from it, okay? And that's his whole other topic. So the point is simply this. Don't let the enemy convince you that you're damaged goods and that the church won't accept you, and therefore only the world will, because the world will pretty much accept any kind of unrighteousness, right? You can you can do any of those things, and the world is fine with it. You know, if you wanna if you wanna do drugs, you wanna deal drugs, you wanna have abortions, you wanna you wanna just live life however you wanna live it. The world says that's fine. Don't worry about it. Okay, here's what I'm saying to you. God says, I accept you. I want you into my life. I want to have a relationship with you, and I want what you want, which is to free you from that other life. Now, listen, I'm not here to come down anybody. If you've done those things, again, I'm not here to judge you whatsoever. I'm, I will judge the action. I'm not here to say that you're a bad person, but you certainly did things you shouldn't have done. But, you know, that's true of all of us. And whether it's something severe like, you know, like an abortion, like I said, or if it's something even just like a divorce, which maybe you didn't want it, but it happened, Okay. Life happens. The point is God wants you to put it behind you, okay, so you can move forward in righteousness and have a relationship with him and have the acceptance that we all want, all right? So that's my message for you today. Very awesome. Awesome job, Jordan. It's what I've noticed, at least from just what I've observed, is that it seems to be that there is this subculture within our churches that says, we accept you as you are, come as you are. But there's this unsaid rule of those we accept as they are, those permissible sins, and these other sins that uh, we accept you, but at an arm's length, and 
you still have to stay over in this category in this box right kind of thing it's like the second tier people yes and it's you don't get to sit in the front row you guys you can sit in the back and, and that's it and it's interesting because you know you see that in the bible with the pharisees and different people and you see this sort this judgmental spirit where you're exactly right come as you are but don't stay as you are we want to we're all we all have fallen short but then there's this like judging within what level of sin and what you've done and who gets the scarlet letter and who has this and that and the other so um and then there's the other spectrum where some sins are almost glamorized like oh go do what this person did they glamorize the sin so i think you know i feel like this is such a great message for everyone um but i feel like this is a great message for people who are currently god is speaking to you right now if you feel like you've been living under the weight of your shame of a sin that God has already forgiven you of, but you can't forgive yourself and you are feeling like your whole life has to be making up for that and that your place is here. Right. Um, I And instead, you look at Mary Magdalene, you look at all these people like you just mentioned in the Bible, you have, if you ha- have had any experience, like if you've gone through a divorce, if you've gone through, ha- had an abortion, all those things, and you've come to Christ you have such a ministry in your message, in your testimony, that the world will miss out on if you just stay in the shadows. Now, you don't have to always relive your sin, and that's not the only thing you're known for, but certainly it is part of your ministry, and you can help so many other people. So I think that needs yeah, to be that's said. That's why I said like in the message I did on overcoming addictions, where I said, look, I respect what groups like AA do, which is they try to free people from the addictions. And I get that. I respect it. But the one thing I think they get wrong is while they will require you to acknowledge the existence of a higher power, they also say, listen, you're never actually cured from this. You're a recovering alcoholic. You're a recovering drug addict. And I say, no, you are not. I mean, you are cleansed. If you are a new creation, that's what the Bible says. You're a new creation. You don't have to wear that scarlet letter that says alcoholic or drug addict or prostitute or, you know, like I said, you know, someone who had an an abortion or divorcee or anything Mm -hmm. like that. I mean, God loves to take a mess and put it back together. You know, I, I just kind of imagine like we we want our lives to be like a perfect picture, right? And and so many times it's more like a jigsaw puzzle that maybe was perfect at one point. That's the ideal. But then someone just threw it on the floor. It's just this big pile of, of mess. And we say, well, how the heck we ever get this back together? God loves to do that. Okay. So the last thing we should be doing is first of all, creating different tiers of people like, okay, well, this is the holiest of the people in the church. <laughs> yeah. And this is kind of these these people kind of just sit towards the middle of the back. You know, this person over here, he got he got divorced. That person over there, you know, uh, he used to have an alcohol problem or something like that. That's the last thing we should be doing. We shouldn't be putting labels on ourselves. That's what the enemy wants to do. Okay, he wants us to put labels on ourselves so that we don't we don't come into the relationship with God that God wants to have with us. Absolutely. I just, this is uh, something that just the Holy Spirit brought to my mind also. And I just feel like maybe a little off topic, but it just kind of snowballed into me thinking about this. And this is just something in church culture and in as Christians in general that we should be doing. I remember a long time ago being somewhere at um, this Bible study, and they were inviting people to a Bible study. And I remember my mom saying, oh, I, I love, you know, if you need my wisdom, it was it was people with young children. And the man said, well, I'm going to have to pray about this. I don't know if we want to include you. Um, and it was men and women. 
um, because of her age and because she had older children. And I just think I understand of putting different groups together where we should have, you know, okay, this group, that group. But I think what's happened in churches also, we need to be drawing on the wisdom of people from different ages and different. Um, so that's the other thing too, where people get separated in groups. And I think that happens with, oh, this group sinned in this way. So they all go together. This group said, where instead we should be learning from each other and um, taking different things. So just wanted to add that too. So <laughs> awesome. Well, all right. So I'm going to pray a prayer over um, all of us um, that God would just free us of some things tonight. So dear Jesus, thank you. Thank you for your example in the Bible of how you had a heart as a woman. I just can't help but notice your heart, your tender heart uh, for all people and for and for women. And I'm just speaking to the women out there, women of all ages. If you have this view in your mind of Jesus as this, you know, angry father, if depending on your your idea of a father figure or whatever your experience has been. Jesus just wants to show you that tenderness that he has, that tender heart. And I and that goes for the men the men in our audience as well. Jesus, you you need tenderness too. I know it's, you know, there's different needs that we have, but every person needs to feel that love and tenderness. And so if you've shut that off in your emotions, Jesus wants you to open up to him. Um, and give him your heart and give him all your needs and give him all the things that have been buried and locked inside you and do a great work in you. I pray for every, uh, right now I pray for all the women who are listening. I don't have to know who our listeners are to know even statistically what we have out there uh, in our listeners. I pray for every woman who's had any sort of, felt like they've had any sort of scarlet letter, whether that be uh, all the women I pray that have had an abortion, Lord, I pray that you would just show them, help them to forgive themselves and help them to know that they don't have to live under that shame and that weight that God, you forgive them and you have a beautiful, powerful testimony for them and, and make, give them beauty for ashes. All the women, um, who, and, and our guys who've gone through a divorce, all the women and men who've had premarital sex, all the women and men who've had um, just different things happen to them, um, different abuse, sexual abuse, and um, just any form of abuse of neglect or, um, you know, or, or anything that they feel God less than. Uh, all the people listening who have had an addiction of any kind, where that drug, alcohol, an eating disorder, um, I, I just, I pray for every person listening. Lord, I pray for all the people who've had any sort of pornography addiction. I pray for every person who has, I pray for people who have had um, deep uh, unforgiveness in their heart against someone. I pray for people who've had jealousy, who've had anger, who've had um, just different emotions take root deep in the heart. Maybe even people who mask it on the outside, but have this rotting away at their hearts on the inside. God, I just pray for every person who feels whatever the situation, wherever it happened along the way, feels like they can never break free from the weight that the enemy has them under such a lie that they are here. And that's you know, they can't go any further. In Jesus' name, set each woman and man and child free. In Jesus' name, set every person free, Lord. 
and let them see themselves the way you see them. You clothe them with righteousness, Lord. You have the robe of righteousness around them, Lord. You dance over them. God, you've given them the signet ring, Lord. You crown their head, Lord, with favor and honor. God, we are a royal priesthood, a royal chosen generation to set other people free who've had experiences or who are having struggles, Lord. There is a hurting world, and Lord, it has to start with us and and has to start with the people listening, God. So Lord, please set each person free. Whisper in their ear your love, your power, your might, Lord. And help us also if we ever, Lord, through our humanness, through our flesh, if we look down on somebody, Lord, help us to remember your spirit. Help us to keep your spirit and to help each person to rise to where they're supposed to be and help ourselves to rise to that level as well. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Good job, Kristen. Absolutely. Thank All you. right, you got your bell there? I have got my bell and I am prepared to use it. Good. All right. Well, let's, uh, I'm going to give you two uh, really good reports here. Okay. Um, I'm not going to use these people's names because these were both private message to us. But uh, one of our uh, listeners uh, responded to our Friday message about self-abuse. This is somebody who unfortunately had uh, you know, been a victim of something pretty awful a long time ago. And uh, she you know, has been, it's really been affecting her, especially for the last few years. And she writes, uh, she struggled with forgiveness against the, the person or, or people who had done this to her. And she said, I struggle with forgiveness. I spoke to many pastors who assured me that forgiveness was a must and non-negotiable, and I was bad if I couldn't do it. Okay, so here's the first problem, is pastors, <laughs> first of all, not being empathetic, and secondly, convincing people that they're bad. I guarantee these pastors have never gone through what this person's gone through, right? So right. let's start with that. There, there's problem number one. So I spoke to many pastors who assured me forgiveness was a must and non-negotiable, and I was bad if I couldn't do it. It pushed me further to shame. Okay, mm, this is, again, this right. is the enemy's work here. Right. Today, okay, Today, God spoke through both of you, meaning me and you, Kristen. The way you describe forgiveness makes God so big and so safe. It's an invitation for peace, not a demand. Absolutely. And Kristen, mm. you emphasize it's between me and God uh, that gave me the shivers. My heart is happy right now when it was so dark only hours before. Thank you for the courage to speak light in the dark places and give words to pain. Kristen, let me tell you something. We've been doing this since March, and we've done over 115 episodes now. And if the only thing that we achieved in these six months was to do that for that person, then it is more than payment for me. So I, I'm mm-hmm. I'm so thrilled uh, to hear about that. And she hits the nail exactly on the head. I mean, she touched on so many important things there. How you know the the, the pastors were were shaming her almost mm-hmm. instead of leading her and showing her what forgiveness really is and how it's it's a way to liberate herself from the pain. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm so glad that. Basically, it seems like she's done a, a 180 and uh, really, you know, the message spoke to her and and, and she seems it's it, like it's it's freeing her from that. Amen. All right. Let me bring a bell for her. Woo! Good bell. All right. So here's another one for Nadim. So this is half a praise report, but then I'm going to go into prayer afterwards. You'll understand. And this is a, a long one. But basically, Nadim was brought up in a Muslim family and he got an education in the Quran and in mosques. Uh, at some point he goes, he went to school and his eyesight became very weak and he had to use very, very powerful glasses. He lives in Pakistan in uh, 2012. There was uh, some kind of crusade and his the Christian crusade and his eyes were healed. 
in, in, he said he was healed specifically in Jesus' name. He's not using any glasses anymore, and his eyesight is perfect. After being healed, he started to believe in Christ, and he had a lot of questions arising in his mind, and so on and so forth. He says he is what he is today because of his teachings. He's been baptized and all that. But then he says uh, he's five brothers and four sisters. When his family came to learn about him accepting Christ, all of his brothers uh, started beating him and started abusing him. And one of his mm -hmm. brothers is a member of the Islamic party and tried to kill him one day. But his father rescued him, saying he will guide me. Um, they are looking at me very strictly, but I cannot stop believing and loving Jesus Christ because he is life. I'm fully aware that Christ is my Savior. He died on the cross for me. I'm not afraid of that because after death, a new life starts in Christ. It's my desire to save the thirsty souls by the teaching of the Bible. Uh, it's so difficult for me to do in Pakistan. Kindly help me. I want to get admission in a Bible college or seminary anywhere in the world where it is possible for me. That's awesome. Okay. So, you know, <laughs> funny thing is, Chris, uh, Kristen the Christian, that... Um, <laughs> we talk about fear in the United States and it usually is in the context of like social acceptance. Like, <laughs> you know, if I, if I express my Christian beliefs, then I'm going to lose my friends. Well, the funny thing is a lot of my friends from high school are now fans of our show. So that doesn't seem to hurt, but it, because so many of them are hurting people and, uh, you know, need the message. I think that we're speaking and in the way we're doing it, but we forget that there are other parts of the world where it's not just social acceptance that you risk your life yeah. Uh, to, to preach the gospel and to be an adherent of it. And here's somebody who basically pretty much lost his eyesight and it now has perfect eyesight. And his family, instead of celebrating that with him, has literally tried to kill him, which is the ultimate form of rejection. I mean, that's like rejection to the 10th power. Yes, yes. And what a what an amazing, precious individual. And I will ring a praise bell for all that God has done in his life. Yeah. Amazing, amazing. But we were going to pray that um, for his protection and that all of his family comes to Christ and yeah, many, so many others. I'm not going to use his, his name just in case. Yes. I'm endangering his life by doing so. But um, Father God, we thank you for this person and you, you, you know who he is. We pray complete protection around him. We know that God, you didn't begin a good work in him uh, not to complete it. So we thank you, God, that you've begun this good work in him, that you performed this miracle in his life, not just for him, but so that other people will see what you've done for him and other people will be saved and they'll reject this sort of spirit of, of homicide, really, is what he's talking about. These people are trying to kill him over this. And we pray that he will be at peace with his family and that his family comes to, to learn the love that you have for them and reject this uh, the false teaching that they're accustomed to. And we pray this person has a great ministry. And God, we, we pray that you strengthen him, all right, and that you give him a great ministry in Pakistan. You know, he says it's difficult to do this in, in Pakistan because he says, my desire to save the thirsty souls by teaching the Bible, but it's so difficult for me to do in Pakistan. Well, I, I just gave a message like a week ago called God puts his brightest lights in the darkest places. All right, we know it's difficult there, but that's why God puts you there because he needs his his first team all you know first team all stars there he needs his best players there and so my my message to you my friend is that uh god has you there for a reason and he's going to give you the strength and courage that you need in jesus name amen 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 all right kristen uh can you go into the uh, the prayer request please absolutely and lord we do pray for all those all my brother and sisters that are in um in sensitive countries 
and that have that issue with their families and, and stick up for you, Lord, in the midst of it. Um, Did you want to say more about that? I just, I just feel like praying a, a prayer of just, I just, I know several people personally and I just, I pray for their protection and God, I pray for all of our missionaries and, and just all the people who've come to know you, God, and their families, Lord. And um, I just pray, Lord, that you would just put your hedge of protection. And I just pray, I feel like there's a revival um, that's happening in these countries. And, you know, just like in the Bible, when it says your young man will see visions, your old men will dream dreams. I feel like that's happening again. I feel like there's a revival like this world has never seen. Just like there's been violence like this world has never seen. I feel like so the measure of the revival that will be, uh, will be equal to that and even greater. So thank you, Lord, for that, for that just amazing, amazing thought. Um, and so our prayer requests tonight are come from, uh, we have actually, I think five of them from, uh, Anne, um, I actually, my friend shared this with me about uh, one of her friends. Her name is Anne, and it says she has um, blood clots in her brain and many strokes. And I saw her profile picture that um, she is, uh, you know, a young woman um, with, with uh, uh, I think, in her 30s and uh, has little kids. And so um, not that that matters her age or anything, but um, it just always brings it home when you can put a face to the name. So, uh, Lord, we pray for Anne. We pray for her entire family, Lord, um, and those precious babies that, um, that you've given her, Lord, for her. For, we pray long life for her. We pray for just a miracle. She's, she put on there, I saw, she's just an extreme woman of faith. Um, she's praying and believing for a miracle, and she knows uh, she's not listening to what the doctors say, what the um, result will be of this, but she knows what you, that you are on the throne, Lord. So I just pray that you would just come in and just heal her, Lord. I'm thinking of the woman with the issue of blood and, Lord, how you just healed in that minute, Lord. So I pray that as she reaches out and touches your cloak, that you will just heal her and heal her entire family, God. And um, just we just pray for your miraculous healing, God. We have another uh, healing prayer from Saez, who says he's a, his father has uh, some kidney trouble. So, Lord, again, you, we know that you are the healer, God. We know that you are the God Almighty. There is nothing that's too hard for you. I pray for this healing. I pray for the kidneys, Lord. In Jesus' name, I speak to that kidney, and I speak to it to start um, lining up with the will of God and and just be healed in the mighty name of Jesus. Lord, I speak to that in Jesus name. And, and for every person out there, I feel like there's somebody else listening tonight who has um, a kidney problem. And I, I personally know another person uh, who has a kidney problem. And so in Jesus name, I pray for you. I pray for you, young man. I pray for you. God, God, the enemy wants you to think that you're your best days are gone and, and to just kind of give up on the issue. But God has, God has so much more for you, young man. God has so much more in Jesus name, in Jesus name, uh, Lord, please heal, bring your healing. God, Olivia, uh, is looking and asking for a job. So in Jesus name, we pray, we know you have a bright future for Olivia and we know you have the right occupation, Lord. I pray you lead her to that job. And just open the windows of heaven and pour down till there is no more need. Um, this is actually a really cool prayer. Also, Bajandra 
is uh, they want her and her family want to start a Bible school in Kathmandu. I actually have some friends over there. Um, and so it's I all these areas of the world, even though I've personally never been there, I feel very connected. And so um, I feel very connected to the people of Kathmandu as well. So Lord, we know that um, this Bible school is going to be an amazing center of revival for people. I just get so excited thinking about all the revival and all the souls coming to Christ around this world and um, people people just giving their hearts in such a courageous way. So Lord, I pray that millions of souls would come to know Christ. And I pray that all their costs, that it would just be a testimony. They don't even know how, but all their costs get taken care of for the building and the construction and all of that, God. He would just come through in an amazing way. And Kalsam Javid is praying for a projector for their church. God, I, I know that you are into specific prayers. I love the specific prayer. I pray that you not only give him a projector, that you you actually also give everything they need for that church. That when he, however you want to bring the projector, if you want to just bring someone that brings the projector to their church or whatever, that there would be extra, extra blessings along with that, Lord. Thank you for these wonderful people, Lord. We honor you and we praise you for what you're doing in their lives. In Jesus' name, amen. Excellent, excellent job, Kristen. And, and actually, uh, people should know that every day we've made it a habit now, you and I, in our private prayer times of being thankful for a different body part. And today happened to be the kidneys. We didn't yes. know that ahead of time, but we gave God thanks, which sounds like a silly thing to do, but we're supposed to be thankful in all things. And why the heck not? That's right. We're so thankful much. to God for our kidneys today. And so, Sias, we're certainly... Um, you pick the right day and I don't think it's a coincidence. All right, my love, my beauty, would you please, uh, lead everybody in the call to salvation? Absolutely. So if you would like to accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior and have the best joy and the best life ever and have the security of knowing where you're going to go when there's going to be a come a time where you're going to leave this earth, do you have the security of knowing where, where are you going to go? Are you, are you going to go to heaven? It's, you know, you got, you've got to have that security. And I, I plead with you, if you have not accepted Jesus, this is your moment. So just follow after me. Dear Jesus, I admit that I have sinned. I ask you to come into my heart. Forgive me of my sins. I make you my Lord and Savior. And I will follow you all the days of my life. In Jesus' name, amen. If you prayed that prayer, we're so happy for you. You can leave a message, a, you know, a private message or comment in the video. All right. Great job tonight, Kristen. Absolutely you wonderful. You too. You too. Thank you. Thank you, honey. All right, guys. Listen, thanks for joining us. Uh, we hope you enjoyed the message. We'll see you on Wednesday at 7.30 Eastern Standard Time. Guys, listen, actually, for those of you who might be writing in prayer requests now, I should point out, Chris and I actually had to record this earlier today. We were recording this about three hours earlier than normal because we have another commitment later tonight. So if you're putting in prayer requests on the side over there, uh, we'll get to those Wednesday when we do our show then. All right, guys, so we'll see you Wednesday, 7.30 Eastern Standard Time. As always, in the meantime, be blessed and be a blessing. Bye, everybody. 
Thank you for joining us. Don't forget to follow Jordan and Kristen Ministries on Facebook, YouTube, and iTunes. And remember to tune in next week and every week on Tuesdays at 845 on WMCA The Mission, AM 570 and FM 102.3. Amazing grace.